Hey. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Theories and Thoughts Podcast with your hostess Anya and Fancy, who is struggling with her phone right now. Girl, mine didn't even bring it up. Literally, it did not bring it up. So we tried. Well, to you don't notice too. Um, it's not, it wasn't in the top of my notifications, it was further down in my notifications. Like it was some other stuff on top, and then I had to find it. I don't even get it in my notifications. Well, maybe I do. Maybe I do and don't realize I do. Anywho, how y'all doing out there? <laughs> um, how's your day, fans? What you got going on? My day has been good. Um, I was accepted into the women in PR mentoring circle, so um, I have uh, <laughs> just ended up leaving from. So I'm gonna have to leave class every Tuesday night early um, to make certain I can make the podcast. But I'm excited about just learning with them and seeing how things go. That's dope, um, Mr. Curtis. What you mean? I'm trying to call. You're trying to call who? Um, today hasn't been the best day, but is. A beautiful day. Um, I just had a lot of things going on today. And when I'm working, when stuff don't go right in work, you know, it's like a bunch of different things. And then some personal stuff adding to that. My whole day just be like, Ugh. yeah, so my Genesis 32 shirt. Um, <laughs> an old friend of mine, she's a poet. And um, and this is her shirt. And on the back of it says, because it's up to me, he's going to have to wrestle me something else and change my name. Hey, D. So, um, it's basically when when um, God changed, changed his name. I can't even think of who it is. I'm about to look it up just because I can't think of who it is. Who uh, is it? Mr. Curtis said he was just kidding. I was wondering who you were trying to call to. <laughs> I'm like, oh, who you? Oh, when he changed um, Jacob's name. I want to say in the Bible, that's what that's from. Um, he's gonna have to wrestle me, bless me, wrestle me, bless me, and change my name. That's what that's what it says in the back here. But okay, Mr. Curtis, because I was like, what is going on? Um, so hey, he says Tyrone. Oh, Tyrone, okay. <laughs> okay, Erica Badu knew. Um, so Carnell West decided that he would no longer work at Harvard. I wonder if he's going to go to Howard too, like Nicole did. We didn't get to get to Nicole's story last week, did we? I don't think we talked about Nicole. Um, like Nicole, but Fancy, what's the gist of the um, the resignation letter? So basically, um, he said quite a few things. Like he was he uh, accepted the position even though he wasn't offered any tenure. Now I'm not familiar with how all of how all of that works but i know a lot of people were saying that you do not have cornell west at your university and you don't allow him tenure as well as the fact that his books are taught in plenty of classrooms and other you know academic institutions so why wouldn't they have offered him that um also it seems like he was saying that a lot of because of him being black like they tried to make all his classes kind of like African-American studies, even when it was things like, um, let me pull my notes back up. I'm sorry. Even when it was things like um, uh, the extensionalism, um, African, Afro-American religious studies, 
and uh, American democracy and the conduct of life. Like they wanted to put all of that, group that under one thing. I don't know if maybe that was like discouraging people from taking the classes or something, you know, like you may not want to take African studies if you weren't black, you know, or African. But um, also he, I think the breaking point was that his mother passed this year and he was saying how they didn't acknowledge it, but they acknowledge everything else in the newsletter. And um, basically he was just like, you know, goodbye, good riddance. And um, he's just thankful to be moving on, but he didn't say what he intends to do next. But I think this was, um, what is it? His alma mater, maybe. Like maybe he attended school there or, or he had been teaching there before because he was saying that he thought he wanted to come back and just, you know, like um, end his teaching career with them. But that just they they just didn't treat him right. So I saw um, I'm going to call him an activist, but I forgot if he is uh, he had been something with the state. Wes Bellamy from um i think it's from virginia he's from virginia we featured him before in the magazine and he was just telling him uh telling mr west that he could come over and teach at the school the school where he's at and i thought that was kind of cool you know like because he has that power to be able to invite him and then the fact that he already has a report with him from the way he wrote about it so um yeah but i just thought that that was i thought that was interesting news because you know he has been hailed as like one of the most uh thought leaders within the black community yeah. in our time so yeah i agree he is definitely a thought leader um in the black community someone that is you know lifted high in regards and for you not to treat him like that i'm finding that a lot of white schools do that i don't i forgot what the name of them what they call them but I is that what you're looking for? Ivy League, not Ivy League. It's something. Oh, um, just wondering. Um, no, it's not Ivy League. It's something else. It's another name. But <clears throat> people definitely are like, you know, leaving those like Nicole did. She left and then she went to Howard. It would be good to have him go to a, um, a black college and have those black students, you know, get and get that information. So Allison Flex to cover child care costs for athletes in Tokyo Olympics. The guy, how you say it on Facey? I'm sorry. Uh, the Grio. The Grio reads, um, the mother has teamed up with <clears throat> her primary sponsor at a athlete, athleta. I think it's athleta. Athleta. And the Women's Sports Foundation, WF, WSF, to launch the Power of Sheep Fund. Sorry, yeah, the Power of Sheep Fund Child Care Grants. The program will commit $200,000 to child care costs for nine mom athletes competing and participating in the 2021 Olympics in, <clears throat> in Tokyo. As, re as reported by Fast um, Fast Company. So I think that is really dope. Um, Gwendolyn Berry, Meryl Zaganis, Natasha Hastings, um, Alphine, I can't think of her last, I can't say her last name. It's just a host of women. It, they show a, um, a host of women who are going to be getting um, $10,000 and money to be helped to help towards child hair. I think this is super dope because when you go to the Olympics, you don't get paid for that. <clears throat> All that is from sponsors and different things. And as a woman, 
It's almost like people try to discourage you. Oh, you got a kid or your kid can't go with you and different things. So this is really dope that she's teamed up with them to do this to me. You know, this this make moms want to compete more because where some of them may not want to compete because, hey, what's going to happen to my child and my child can't come with me? Because I think that's why um, she didn't say it, but why Venus? No, why Serena wasn't going or something. It was due to um, something about her daughter couldn't come or something like that. I think I read I could be wrong. So, you know, as a woman, it's hard. When it comes to, you know, us being pregnant, because who is that? Um, <clears throat> who was the athlete? And I can look it up real quick. She she was dropped by. Um, by I don't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. Because and she started with her own, what, true brand, did she? Yeah. And I think that's dope. I, I said I was going to look into her brand. I don't wear tennis shoes, but I have to, you know, I wear them every so often. So I said I wanted to go ahead and get in, get a pair of her shoes. Why not? Yeah. Because as a woman, it's so hard, even in leadership positions in businesses, you know, people are so quick to say, well, you know, she might go on maternity leave. She got to do this. You know, if a child is sick, because mothers are usually the primary caretaker, but men are also, they're, they're caretakers as well. So your thoughts? Um, I think it's really great. I know how expensive childcare can be, um, especially after three kids, but um I just wanted to know that um, that Allison, that is her name, right? Allison? Uh-huh. Yeah, she was just saying that um, she was inspired by her own situation, but she kept saying how grateful she was that Athleta worked with her. Um, and she was like, when she, after she, wait, after she first had her daughter, how she couldn't imagine um, bringing her daughter into a room like a shared room with someone like because sometimes they have to share rooms like she, you know she was like she couldn't imagine having her daughter in there with the roommate and the roommate trying to get into the mindset too and you know she was like especially with all the stuff that she was experiencing as a new mom and training so it is good that um that this company is doing this for her and i think it's kind of setting the tone it's going to kind of raise the expectations of more companies as well as well you know for the athletes to start making more demands that are in their favor and she said they started out from the beginning working with her so that's really good and allison was the one who got dropped by nike oh she was okay <clears throat> yeah she did a piece of opinion piece for on the new york times and she said if she couldn't get pregnancy uh, maternity protections, who can? And that was back in 2010, 2019, sorry. I was about to say 2010. <laughs> 2019, that, and, and, that, and that, that brings up, a, you know, another thing that um, some companies are starting to allow husbands to get that maternity, that paternity leave mm -hmm. because it's hard. I mean, I don't have my own kids. But it's hard when, especially when you first have a kid and for her, she was one of their top people, why, you know, branded people. And for you to just drop her because she got pregnant. She's like the second most decorated athlete. Um, I mean, uh, Olympian, I guess you'd say, because I, I read that somewhere, but like the second most decorated. Mm -hmm. I can't remember who it was a man that she's behind, but it's crazy that they would do that. But it shows how people can be in business, though. But they kept um, Sakaria. Shakari? Shakari. Because they learned a lesson. And that could be it. That could very well be it. 
that they learned a lesson from that. And good, and good that they did because people can change. I'm one of those people that feel like people can change. You know, yeah, you may have, I even posted that on my page the other day. You may have did something before and you learned your lesson that that's incorrect and now you speak out on it. <clears throat> people can change and they can change from there. And companies can change, but people don't allow people to change and they don't allow companies to change either. Well, you think? I mean, I think it's kind of a changes within itself is always going to have some type of blowback or conflict. It's going to have some type of struggle associated with it. So because it's an adaptation. So the other people to have to adapt to um, adapt to you being a different person. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I remember was that Jay-Z, you think I worked this hard to stay the same? And I'm like, facts. Um, did you see that um that video of that woman in Victoria's Secret? That's everywhere. I didn't watch it. I just I think I've seen it, but I didn't watch it. Is this yeah. the one that cried wolf or something? She went to attack the lady, realized she was recording her, and then she started crying and act like she was the victim. Um, and then the police came, and the police was telling the woman who was recording, "You stay back. You stay back." And lady, she made a valid point. If the shoe was on another foot and it was a white woman that was being attacked and harassed, because the woman literally was running after her. And I said, and me, myself, y'all, I, I, you know, I'll tell you in a minute, you know, I pray for somebody, but I won't lie. I just felt like I'd have let her hit me so I could pop her. Papa, one good time. You had to see how she did. She kept running behind that woman. And that woman was just running. Like she was just like, Do y'all see this? Do y'all see this? And well, I heard that um she's must have been claiming that she was having some type of um it was something pertaining to her, uh like her having a mental health breakdown or something. The video was a topic of a discussion of a clubhouse room I was in earlier, so Oh, yeah. I don't know if she said that she was having a mental, but guess what? She's a student. She's a, um, a, teach, a teacher's aide um, <clears throat> where she is. And a lot of people are calling for her resignation. Uh, um, well, rather calling for the school to the school to um, to fire her, to release her. What do you think about that real quick? We got a couple of minutes. What do you think about people losing their jobs for bad conduct outside of their jobs? <laughs> I wish more people lost their jobs for the bad conduct within them when we we're talking about these fast food workers. But um, it's kind of a catch-22, you know, because I actually read art an article last year. Um, I think it was like three people who had uh, basically, you know, council culture or reporting culture had ended up like causing them to lose their jobs. And they were like really struggling, but, and I'm trying to remember now, cause I think one of them was a black girl, but one of them may have been a white person. I just say that to say, I think it's easier for a white person to recover from that sort of thing than it is for a black person, you know? Um, but at the same time, I do think it's the one way that we are able to make an impact, you know, that we are able to get some type of justice sometimes. That might be the only way. But well, I wouldn't want someone who don't like blacks around my black child either. Yeah. Um, problem and who reacts that terrible. Well, if you have a mental breakdown while you taking care of my child, 
True. We're gonna call it. They said that she um was actually fired. I don't know if that's you know again. This is just all from uh in the group that I was in. They said that she was fired though. I just I think I think that people should be respected whether you like me or not. And you know in a business as well. It, you know as a business owner, I, my business is not that big. But if I had people working for me, I wouldn't want people who act out. I don't care how you act out, you know, because you're a representation of me. Even, you know, for my full-time job, I, my page is private because I don't need them lurking. But, you know, people, some people don't put where they work on their on their um, page yeah. reason because then you are a representation of where you're working and they can pull the plug. And they talk about um, social media conduct with Bank of America, so... Just thought our actual opinion on that while we had a little time, but that's well, I think there's always should be checks and balances, and that's one way that we can actually, you know, kind of check some people's behavior. So, but we do have our guest, so I can go ahead on and bring her in like a minute early. It's probably about the time I bring it in. Bring her in, it'll be about a second. So, if my mouse will work, one second. Hey, All right, you guys. <laughs> First off, I'm over here meditating. I'm like, I thought you was meditating. You meditating? <laughs> no, I always take a deep breath before coming to the people. And then I always come to the people as one with the divine father. How are you? All right. How you doing? Okay. I can't complain. I can't complain. Nice to see you, ladies. Nice, nice to have you. Thank, Thank you, for, you. Um, for joining us on Theories and Thoughts podcast. Please tell our audience about you. Um, well, I'm Denise Carson, uh, uh, a purpose there is the same way people chase, chase millions. I chase pay purpose, which is basically what is the intention and why was you created in the first place? As I was going through, I guess my early years, I'm only 33, my, my early years of living, I found myself in a stuck stage, which is why I birthed the book Stranded Between Doubt and Faith, because my light was battling my shadow. And my shadow was negative thinking, the negative thoughts that hold you back from everything that you thought you couldn't do. So all these negative thoughts that I had to fight through that had results, I now teach people how to confront their shadow. So me being able to confront my own shadow, birthed the book called Stranded Between Doubt and Faith, and that's why I'm an author and a speaker today, because I like to help people get back to the intention is why we was made. Chase purpose, not paper. And if you chase your purpose, you don't have to chase the paper because it will fall in place. So that's literally what I do. I work. In, I started off in entertainment. I thought I was on earth to be a producer, but uh, he used entertainment to birth my purpose. So it was a, it was the weirdest transition. <laughs> I tell people all the time, don't don't forsake that that um that that lion's den experience. Oh no! Oh no! It's a real experience. Please. <laughs> that he will lead you into a lion's den and you will not be eaten alive but there will be a purpose there yes you have to you have to go through the dark times in order to appreciate the light so as shadow shadow's job is to protect you god did place you on earth at two sides he placed you with light and shadow um if you're very careful you'll loop moving your light which is connected to the light source but if you be controlled by your shadow which is your negative thinking it does have some results that may may result in bad things and, and aka trauma so i tell people something your life can be in your hands if you transform your mind transform your life you literally can be happy in every area you can be happy that's the secret you can be happy <laughs> hey, so you, does that 
Hey, well, I was going to ask, um, when you said that about the shadows, so is that um, where is, because I know someone has told me before that I might need to do some shadow work. Um, is that related to the same thing? Because even when they said it, like mm -hmm. I did Google shadow work and um, I was still kind of, it was still kind of unclear to me. So okay. can you explain what that is a little more? Yes, ma'am. Um, your shadow is basically the negative side of your life, which basically every negative tension of your thought is the cause and effect. Mm -hmm. So you have 20,000 to 50,000 thoughts a day that goes through your brain. At least 40,000 of them thoughts are negative, a.k.a. shadow thoughts. Your shadow thoughts are birthed through traumas. So the first time you was hurt, the first time you felt pain, the first time you felt abandonment, the first time you felt unloved, a.k.a. my shadow was birthed when I went through the death of my grandmother. Because when my grandmother passed, she was my safety. So my shadow had all the right to take over me. It could tell me I'm a failure. It could tell me I'm unloved. It could tell me that you, you're not worth it. You could it could tell me that my mom ain't my mom don't you ain't worth it because your mom don't love you. And all those negative thoughts is what shadow uses to control you. But God put in place the negative side of you to promote you. So when He placed Adam and Eve in the garden, you will also understand that He placed the serpent. What people don't tell you is that He placed your negative side to protect you. He didn't place your negative side to control you. But us as human beings, we become so timid and fear that we'd rather be controlled by our shadow because shadow has some results, but yet it has safety. You know what I'm saying? Like, if 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 I'm a failure, okay, but if I do just enough not to fail, then I feel safe. But light is telling you to do over and beyond because you're going to succeed. But we, we, can't, we don't trust our light yet because we've been through so much pain. If you've already been through a death, it's hard, it's hard to love people because you think that everybody is going to leave you. If you went through a hard heartbreak, you, it's very hard to love again because the person who hurt you, you gave them their all. Now you feel like you don't want to give it no more. But your light is telling you that you got to keep reciprocating your light because your shadow was being reciprocated so well in your life. If you are battling your shadow, I am basically telling people you can be happy. If you are not happy, you are controlled by that trauma. Whatever that little girl went through. Whatever that little girl went through that convinced her that she had to protect herself, that she had to guard her heart, that she had to put a brick wall over her heart, whatever death that person went through, that they had to walk through life not caring whether they die or live because the person they live for is no longer here. Life is trying to tell you again that if you move in your light, I promise you life in peace. But you got to trust me to have life in peace. But when you are moved in your shadow, a.k.a. me all my life, I had I, I had some results that I kept saying, this can't be the intention God had for me. <laughs> so you have to understand he intended the bad times as much as he intended the good. So I no longer tell people you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. God walked through the valley of the shadow of death. You was always the light at the end of the tunnel. So what is your shadow? Your shadow is the thing that is holding you back. The first time that little girl got hurt every time you try to prevent that feeling again and your shadow convinced you was going to happen again that's your shadow every time you want to say that this show is not going to talk to millions of people and you will never become the superstar and whatever you attended or why you created this podcast in the first place that's your shadow but your light has told you if you obey me and you connect to my source then maybe just maybe i would turn this podcast that that was so small the faith of a mustard seed and i will blow it up because if your light run this podcast it's going to be exalted but if your shadow run this podcast your shadow is running this podcast because you didn't feel good enough i need you to know that you are enough wow 
So first of all, sorry. <laughs> you get out my business. Did, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? I'm sitting over here about to cry because I just been dealing with something and it's relational. And what you said made so much sense because that trauma controls you and you put up that wall and you don't even realize that wall, you know, that wall is up. And yes, I was talking to my best friend about it and she was like, Anya, you, you know, you don't realize you're doing this, but this is what you're doing to push people away. But in actuality, I'm like, I want it, you know, come here. And, you know, it takes a real friend to tell you and be honest with you. Yeah. So I'm just going to say, get out of my business real quick. Yeah, Shadow keeps you in that place. Shadow keeps you in that place. <laughs> you know what I'm Shadow is, let me tell you, me knowing who Shadow is, is I, I tell people I, I'm bipolar on purpose. Like, <laughs> me, me knowing who my shadow is and that negative thinking and whatever have controlled you in that thought, you now can talk to that thought and say, hey, man, ain't nobody got time for this. Nobody, I don't even want to feel like that no more right. because I know the feeling. I don't, I don't, I don't even go to places that break me no more. I know right. how it feels to be broken. I don't even I don't even inter, inter, encourage relationships that feel like they're not going to reciprocate me because I know how to give my all and not get nothing back. I don't even give Shadow a chance to sneak up because my life feels too good being lived. Like, I'm not even giving Shadow a chance. Like, I gave you Shadow, you don't get no more. If you get a, you get a, you can get a second of a thought, but you don't get no control. You don't get no control. That's how I no. feel. Nah, you're not gonna get it. You know, and working, walking in purpose. I choose joy. You know, you yes. say it's, I choose joy, and people are like, "You are so joyous." You know, I've had people tell me you don't go through stuff, and I'm like, I go through a lot, but I yeah. choose joy. I'm intentional with that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. You got a question? It's okay, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, my love. You had a question, Fancy? No. No, and then, um, now that you've explained it, Denise, I definitely get what you're saying. Um, and I better understand what they meant as well. And that was like almost two years ago, but it stayed with me because I kept wondering what it was that, she, you know, like what exactly did she mean? And I think I even tried asking out and maybe she didn't understand that I didn't really understand shadow work. But um, now just the way you broke it down that like I get it now. Like, OK. Yeah. <laughs> No worries. There's three steps to transformation. Um, it's a lot to confront your shadow. That's why I walk people through the process. That's why the book is the first confrontation where you have to ask yourself some some hard questions, some very hard questions. Even my um, show coming up called, called The Transformational Experience, Confront Your Shadow on September 24th, is literally an interpretation of light versus shadow. So you can hear how your, your thoughts sound in real time. Like it sounds, shadow sounds like a real person. So I mm -hmm. tell people, don't don't beat yourself up because you're just not recognizing it. Right. Now, now, like every day is a life a lesson to be learned, and time is external. We are only our age, but God is external, so He don't care when you get it. It's your job to get it. So now that you know who your shadow is, how do you confront it? There's three right. steps to transformation. I tell people there's three steps to transformation. It's like a racer. Your first step is on your mark. So if you ever watch a racer get ready for a race, they have their head down in a crouch position. In this particular position, you'll see the racer have no choice but to trust the source that is going to give them the strength to run the race. 
that's what we have to do. We have to unlearn everything we taught ourselves after trauma was birthed and after shadow started to control us and then rebirth the intention of why God placed us on earth in the first place. And I tell people, you don't have to be, you don't have to be spiritual to understand that you was created from somebody. You can say the universe, you can say Buddha, you can say whoever, but somebody created you before your mom and dad. And they had an intention for your, your seed before you was placed in the womb. The womb is the place of protection. So before you was placed in the womb, there was an intention. So in order to get back to the in intention of you, you have to unlearn the shadow work. So your first step is on your mark. Some people go to therapy. Some people do meditation. Let me tell you, I self-feel like it was the weirdest experience. Cause, and I tell how did, they say, how did you do it? I had to try as hard as I can to remember the first time I felt the emotion. So when I felt pain or when I felt hurt, I had to refill losing my grandmother again. And I had to go back to the grave mentally and, and realize she was never gone because people are only of this body of a time and they are spirits. So in order to reconnect with her again, I had to get out the fact that she was dead, you know what I'm saying? And, and reconnect to the fact that she is still a spirit. So I had to go back to that little girl mentally and I physically went back to the grave and let go of the thought that I'm a motherless child and let go of the thought that I don't have anybody to love me because it was a lie. And since Shadow convinced me of that, I had to tell Shadow, you are still loved. And the funny thing that happened at the grave is that I saw a light come and there was a dove that flew by. And I tell people, people are spirits, whether you want to believe believe it or not, it's just your choice to reconnect. Mm -hmm. So now that I have felt the reconnection and my grandmother told me that you ain't, you good homie. And the reason you ain't dead is because of me. <laughs> then you can, you realize you're not crazy. So you have to go back to your moment to where shadow started in the first place. The little, like I have a, I have a strong story. My grandmother, my grandmother raised me. My mom was in the streets on crack, you know, so you, you know, you convince yourself your mom loved crack more than you. So I had to go back to that little girl and tell the shadow hey no your mom don't love crack she was laced now I understand she was laced. I can have a under different understanding in life. I don't have to live life like my mama don't love me. I can live life like, wow, let me not make the same mistake that some she made because I see the power of a drug. I see the power of a substance. So what was made me angry all my life is now my number one lesson. So once you unlearn everything Shadow convinced you, you realize Shadow thoughts was top priority 75% illusion. So that's your first step on your mark. And that was something that's my some of my personal work. And if you can, when you come to the show and read the books, you'll get deeper in my story. But I do tell people my personal story so you can recognize how powerful shadow is. Your second step on your mark, that's your first step on your mark, get set. Mm -hmm. Now that you have unlearned everything, now you have to trust the source which who intended and made you in the first place, AKA mm -hmm. my source is God. So now that I have learned everything that I did to survive, my thing is to trust the fact that I can live. And if you pay attention to the racer, when they put their head up, you never see the finish line. They are just running towards something until they hear the whistle blow. Mind you, they feel how long the duration is, but they know they need a strength from a higher power in order to get to the finish line. So on your, on your, when you're on your get set mark, you are now trusting the source to realign to the intention in discovering your purpose. When you discover your purpose, you are now still. 
you have the secrets of the billionaires, you have the secrets of Oprah Winfrey, you have the secrets of Bill Gates. Everybody say I had a calling on my life. Some might say I have a purpose, but the truth is they reconnected to the source. Some call it meditation, but you reconnect to the source and he, the plan that he ordained for you in the first place. Now you start to steer. So this is the point where you realize your destination doesn't change. Your route does. You just have to give the source the driver's seat. So you stop driving and you you move. That's that that's the manifestation mode. Now you can just move because you have unlearned the fact that you have to work for something. I also tell people a very important note. You have dominion over a tree, which means that when he placed the tree, he placed fruit and money to provide for your purpose. So when he placed you on earth with a purpose, he placed the tree to provide for you. He didn't ask you to work for the tree. So you have to unlearn that you had to work for something he placed for your vision. If I put the vision, I'm going to make it plain. That's why I said faith without works is dead. Because right. if I gave you a vision, I just need you to have the faith to get there. I didn't tell you to work to get there. And what I tell you to work, it ain't really going to be work. It's going to be fun. It's going to be happy. It's not really work because it's a vision. You know, so faith, I tell you to have more faith than works, but your work is not is not work. So I t that's the thing. You have to unlearn that you had to work, work for something you had in your lap. You don't have to work for love. You are love. You don't have to work for money. Your purpose is a billionaire. Your, your, your father's a sugar daddy. Like, that's the secret. <laughs> It's yeah. not really that deep. <laughs> and on the third one, um, just to sum it up, on the third one is the go stage. On your mark, you set, go. When you are gone, this is your knowing stage. You can kind of never could look back. You know who shadow is now, so you're not controlled by it. You know that you're going to have still have some negative times. You know you're still going to have some weeping. But that's why I say, you know, weeping may come in the night, but joy comes in the morning. That's right. why he told you if you live within your shadow, that lives to a, a, a life of death. But living in your light, living a life of peace. You know, and I hate giving this example, but it's the best example of ordained to the father, which is R. Kelly. You still, He's still going to get his attention out of you whether you want to continue to live by your shadow or not. Why I put you on earth, I'm going to get get what I, so I tell people it's impossible for such a heathen to make a gospel song. He's going to get what he want out of your life. It's your choice to choose whether to live in light or dark. It's going to be rewards or it's going to be consequences, but right. there's it's literally your choice, but you are a light. Everybody in the world is a light and you have an ordained life for you already. It's your job to reconnect to the source to live in it. And so it's, use your three steps and go for it. But the first step on your mark is the hardest step to get through. It took me some years <laughs> to get through on your mark. I kept going back. <laughs> well, it makes a lot of sense. And it's, it feels like stuff that I've dealt with. That's why I was like, you was just speaking to me. It was kind of like a reminder, like, you know better, you you know, what have you. Yeah. And I agree that on your mark, you know, facing it, facing who is this thing, this person, or I always say, Look in the mirror at yourself, at the truth mm -hmm. of who you are. You mm -hmm. know, I've, I've done therapy work. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, someone asked um, earlier in a group that I'm in on Facebook, they was like, what do you, you know, what was your experience in therapy? I said, you have to be honest and real and genuine. Yeah. Like, you cannot heal. You cannot do the work if you're not honest with yourself first. You can't yeah. be honest with nobody else if you're not honest with yourself. Yeah. And so many times people be, they want to well, you know, no, be honest and then you can get over and get past those things. So I like how you say the three things and you related to a racer because especially, you know, it's Olympics time and we yeah. all need a track and field. 
And it's so many things, you know, sports analogies are always the best analogies anyway. <laughs> um, I used to run track in middle school and I did it a little bit in high school. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So it, it was like, okay, I get it. I get yeah. it. Three steps to transformation. On your mark, get set, go. I'm, so, on, I'm on my third one. So I can walk people through the first and second by the grace of God. So tell, me, tell me this. So I don't know if you said it or not, but when did you decide that you was tired of being unhappy with what the things that was going on? Was there like a significant situation that happened? Because for me, I just was like, I want to be like, I want to be married. Now, what I'm going to do, you know, what is these things that stop me from that, from getting to that happy? What was, you know, do you have? What? Yes, um, it was a relationship. I, I call my ex the catalyst, the master. I call my ex a, a catalyst, who is the catalyst to my transformation because you you sure did mirror my shadow, you know. <laughs> and um, after I live, after I recognize the actions, so after you get fed up, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, a relationship helped me get fed up, but life, I'm going through stuff in my career. I'm going through stuff with my family. I'm just angry, angry hippo. I'm like, oh, this not me. So I'm not right. And I, I just, I'm just not okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm just not okay. I'm not, I'm not motivated. I tell people, you're not lazy. You're just not motivated. I can live around all day. I just can't care. So it was a point where I had to snatch myself out of myself. It was like, are you going to stay like this? <laughs> it, it was literally, you spent, I'm at about 32, 31. You on hit after 30. You feel like you old now. You old, you old now. Girl, you can't be doing stupid stuff. You ain't in your 20s. <laughs> so I'm over here and I, I still want to do stupid stuff. But now that I'm so aligned with, with trying to change, um, and just I work entertainment. So I tell people that God yanked me out of myself before I yanked me out of myself. My master teacher is very known to the world. And she uh, I worked her show as an assistant uh, all the way starting back in 2015. And she pointed me out and told me that she, that I have power. She said to me, I got the power. So she started giving me books to read. Um, started taking her classes of meditation. Now I'm learning all this spiritual stuff. And now that I'm going through my, my going through hell, now I'm mad because I got the secret to get out of hell. So I'm going, I'm going to change now. I'm like, oh, you should have never let me know. Because, so, you know, church, church didn't do a good job with me because I feel like a sinner so much. So it's like for me to be, come back spiritual, you know, I was a complete heathen out here. I was mad at God. You took my grandmother, God. So I just kind of like, I feel, I feel that when, and I tell people when the student is, when the student is ready, the teacher is presented. God knows when you are when you want it, you just don't know what to do with it. I was in a stage that I wanted the transformation so bad. I wanted to quit the reputation I had. I wanted to end the type of relationships I was gaining. I wanted to stop the type of uh, shows I was working. And I didn't know how because I felt comfortable as well. If I had like I felt comfortable in the chaos. So once the my master teacher found me and gave me tools of how to get out of myself. I, I literally had to choose to either, I tell people you have knowledge and then if you apply the knowledge is wisdom. So knowledge is knowing right from wrong. <laughs> wisdom is applying the right from wrong. So now that I'm gaining the knowledge, I'm not applying the wisdom and I still get some, you know, some outcomes in life that's not good. So then I apply the knowledge and I'm starting to live 
you know, a little more peaceful life and I'm a little more happy. I'm like, oh, this this works. Oh, oh, I want to stay like this, you know? So right, right. I was kind of yanked out of myself if I had to tell you the truth. Like I I, I was I, I was yanked out of myself. I, I tell people God is going to yank you out of yourself until you get the point that he's trying to transform you to the intention. He's going to keep triggering you. He's going to he's going to keep conflicting you, but he, you're not going to die. That's one thing that he you're not, he's not going to die. But instead of me keep going through destruction, I tried to figure out the lesson. Once I realized that every day is a lesson to be learned from my master teacher, I wanted to know what the lesson was. So she kind of, once you transform your mind, transform your life, it shifts your life. So mm -hmm. I had to go through a transformational thinking. I had to unlearn that I, I had to go through chaos. I had to unlearn that I had to be in toxic relationships because if I had to be honest with you my, myself, I had never had peaceful ones, so it kind of had a safety. Like, if we didn't argue, <laughs> do you really love me? You don't love me. Do you really love me? No, I had to unlearn that. This is, I'm up here, you, oh, you unbothered? <laughs> you know that, but that's what you want. That's what God wants, unbothered communication. Like, oh, okay. communications, like, Jesus, people. So now that I, I got the knowledge, I just had to apply it. But I, to tell truth, I went through some, I went through some life. I went through some, I had to get fired. I went through some terminations. I went through some breakups. And after you get through, you're like, and you begin, I'm like, okay, you get to a point where you're like, okay. I'm gonna sit still until I get the I get the secret because I know like this is not the intention of life. Look at all them happy people on Instagram. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not on Instagram. I tell people all the time that I, it's like I went through boot camp. It's like every, every time I turn around with somebody that was married, come and talking to me about this marriage. I'm like, what? What the hell? What is going on? But it was I had never really seen a great marriage. Yeah, yeah. You know, my mom, I had never seen. So in the love department, that was my struggle a, a lot. And feeling loved and different things because I felt abandoned. I felt abandonment from family, just all of that. And people say that I, I moved here running away from home because I was like, well, I live in Dallas, but I'm from New Orleans. Uh -huh. And people are like, you just ran away from home. You never want to come home, come back and different things. And I'm like, I just don't like going to New Orleans, to be honest with you. I had, I told my brother that this morning, um, just from Instagram, I was like, I just don't. But you're right. It's like once you face it, you be like, I, I, all these happy people, like these people got some joy. And it's a walking thing because that familiar, that I'm familiar is so good. And you're like, I know what to expect when yeah. I walk this familiar. It's this mm -hmm. new stuff I don't know what to expect, really. But Let me tell you the secret about love now. It's the weirdest secret when, because you know, uh, and your cup has to be filled and over the overflow. So I realized that I love people with the intention of how I wanted to be loved. So the, everything I gave was how I wanted to be treated. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, well, if you just treat yourself like this, you won't look for nobody else to treat you like this. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you're already happy. And you can walk into a situation happy. Therefore, you don't need anything from them. So what they're willing to give you, if their overflow is enough, you take it. If it's not, walk away because you know your reciprocation. Because I know my overflow is enough. I know my overflow is enough because I love me perfectly. And when you think about your exes and everything you went through, you love people the way you naturally want to be loved. 
So if you just transition that love and reflect it on you, that's why they call it self-love. You right. realize you never did nothing wrong but be yourself. You just gave it to the wrong person. Now right. I'm not I'm not gonna give it away no more. Like right. you know, I'm like I'm not gonna give it away. <laughs> like I'm gonna that's overflow it, but I will never give it away. And that's the secret to stay to having a foundation to a good relationship. You're never gonna give the what give away the love you taught yourself belongs to you. But right. I know how to love. I love hard. You know what I'm saying? So I know how to overflow. So now I teach myself, hey, you know how to love. So you don't have to teach somebody that you know how to love them. They got to teach you. The same way they want to be worked for, you got to be worked for. Why? Because if you reciprocate each other, it's an explosion. But if one person working for one thing and the other one ain't working, it's an unbalanced situation. And they ain't trying to walk into an unbalanced relationship anyway. So I started to clear what I want at the beginning. And I tell people, I'm I'm like, listen, this is what I want. <laughs> I'm not because I've been through enough hell and, and I know my, when my shadow creeps up. My shadow creeps up when I feel unloved in relationships. So now I'm out here arguing. My shadow creeps up when you make me feel abandoned. My shadow creep when you trigger me. If, if you know what I'm saying? So instead of feeling like that, why am I about to put myself in a situation to feel like that when I don't feel like that alone? Right. I'm good. I feel perfectly fine alone. So if I pull somebody else in this alone circle and my alone circle is peace, we're going to have a tad bit of chaos, but our peace got to be magnificent together. Because I try hard for this peace. I had some some toxic relationships. I I try hard for this peace, man. I can't give it away. Okay. You in competition with my There's peaceful people out there who just want peace, man. Nobody got time for rah-rah. I tell my friends, I'm like, yo, you do not have to argue every day. They taught you that. You can literally talk to each other like, like people. They, 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 people really don't have a happy relationship. Yeah, no, like they really do. Like they know how to talk to each other in a respectful way. That's why they happy. And when they they go get mad, they just go to the next room. But it ain't no calling each other out the names. You ain't throwing mm. bottles. You ain't blowing up the phone, throwing phones. You ain't got to get that far. Grow up, have a conversation, move right. on. Like, real love is this. And I, I'm perfectly fine with it. And now you know you are love, be patient enough to get reciprocated for real. Like, don't don't rush it because you know you know how you love. You you did the, you gave it to the wrong person in your past. You right. don't want to do that. You don't want to do that again. <laughs> you do that. Like I say, you in competition with my peace. So, baby, if that's yeah. it is. Peace is my priority now. Like, I know how to love. Peace is my priority. The question is, do you know how to love me? Right. <laughs> I'm a prize. <laughs> I'm oh, a prize. <laughs> you have given us all. You a prize. Like, if I, if I, if I like you, you a prize regardless, because prize only like prizes. But do you recognize I'm a prize? That's the question. I know you a prize. Do you recognize I'm a prize? Yes. And you're going to have to treat me like I'm a prize. You know, you know. You know, well, I'm, well, on my origin, a little bit, I'm the male energy on my side because I, I do like girls. So I do put in a tad bit more effort okay. to, to teach women that they're worth being worked for and courted. Um, and I was raised by a king. So when, when I realized I wasn't going to go to hell, but still like girls and I kept praying, um, I continued. <laughs> and me having the male energy, still, I do put in a, a tad bit of more work. I do like to be reciprocated, but I also tell the woman that you have to learn how to be earned because it's, you're, 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 you are the foundation of the household. You're not just a trophy. A rich man finds trophies. That's why they don't care about you having ambition. But a, a real king is going to want you to have a dream because that's the only way you're going to stay happy. And that's how you. That's how. That's how I keep my wife happy. If she, if she has a drink. <laughs> you know, because money runs you out. I could put you on planes, but if you bored, 
<laughs> it's, it's funny that you said that because actually little Duvall just made a post about he was just like, I mean, nice little Duvall, but just you saying it made me think about the fact that he was like, you know, men with money don't care about women having money or not. They just want to make certain that she has something else to do besides, you know, just run behind them or just, you know, sit around and spend time focused on whatever it is that they're doing. So I, I totally agree with that. Um, I think that really helps people. You got to have a life of your own. So when you have something else to do, that's how that's how you it don't. You happy. What you, like, your dreams keep you happy. Right. Like, I don't you know, I don't want you to just be doing hobbies, like do what you love to do. And it's, it's my job as department to help you manifest it into the bigger vision. But stay happy. Like, <laughs> that's the goal. Stay happy. You said King wants you to have goals or dreams. Which one? Because, girl, I didn't wrote this down. A King wants you to have a vision. A vision. See? Yes. A King wants you to have a vision. I just, and you said a King collects trophies. Uh, no, no, men collect trophies. Men collect. Come on, give it to me slow. Yes, ma'am. Men collect trophies. <laughs> uh huh. Kings enhance visions. Kings. And you can hashtag security over intimacy. Oh, so, I am. That's what I tell people. Hashtag security over intimacy. So look, little boys look for trophies. Little pretty women they can take care of, but they don't want nobody. They don't want you to have them speaking up, having a voice, talking back, saying anything. Just be quiet and be my puppet. Da 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 da. But a king. He wants you. He wants you to match the throne, because you, you you're taking care of the household. You taking you you got the womb that's going to take care of the generation of the next kids. So you have to be protected. So you have to have a vision. Your vision maybe not is not working. Your vision could be for the family. You can have a vision to manifest into generations that hey, I want to make sure that the kids know. My, you know, so a king understands visions because he he is a visionary. Girl, listen, I just wrote that down. That's gonna be on my on my own platforms. Yeah, so listen, yeah. He loves when you have a vision. Whatever the vision is, that's the difference when you had a date. <laughs> They'll say what you do, what you do. No, but when they ask, what is your vision? What is your dreams and aspirations? How can we build a generation together? Now you're talking to the right man. Now you're talking to the right man. We talk about generations, not time. Listen, and that's so true because that's that's what I always say. You know, it's not about the right now. I'm building generational wealth, so yeah. I'm right there with you. So, um, really quick, tell us a little bit um, if you haven't. Um, I just want to make sure that we really step out on your book, um, "Stranded Between Doubt and Faith." What what can when they purchase that? I, I know you said a lot. So the stuff that you said is that in the book, or what's in? Give us a little. Um, the three steps to transformation, the first step, the question you ask yourself on your mark, that's in the book. You um, have some questions like what are your triggers? Who are you? What are your downfalls? What what are your aspirations? What are your, ma your manifestations and things of that nature? And it makes you question the being, the spirit, so you can really tell yourself the truth. My second book, which will be released uh, next year called Mental Detox, that introduces the shadow. Okay. So the, the the introduction um, of Shadow it hasn't been hasn't really been put out there yet because my show Transformational Experience on September twenty fourth is going to be the big one. Well, because you see the live, it's really an interview between it's me interviewing myself. So it's light versus shadow, um, which give people a clear understanding, like you said, of shadow work or what is shadow work and what exactly do you deal with. So by the time I release the book, they already know who Shadow is. You know, so you have to, I wanted to, you know, slowly but surely bring the audience up with me so I just don't hit them with too much knowledge because you got to comprehend. <laughs> it's not, you just can't listen. You have to comprehend. So Stranded Between Down and Faith 
every is on is at Barnes and Nobles, is at Borders, mm-hmm. um, digital platforms, Amazon, Google Books, Apple Books. By the grace of God, I didn't even know it was on all these platforms. Uh, <laughs> it tripped me out. So like, I saw my book at Barnes and Nobles, I almost flipped out. I was like, oh my god! So um, it's on the bookshelf. Go and pick it up. <laughs> and the audio book is also coming out on September twenty fourth as well with the with the event. The event, where can they find you? The event, I'm going to start selling tickets August 1st. So you'll see it on my page. Come see me on my page, Instagram, Facebook, my website. The purpose there, Denise Carson, is going to start blasting the event information. We want, I want to do things correctly uh, this time, you know, get my logo trademarked and things of that nature so I can teach people how to do it correctly before I even promoted it. But if it was up to me, girl, I would have been having promos out there. But, you know. <laughs> hey, you got to do it. <laughs> You yeah. gotta put in the paperwork, but yes, um, August first, you you start seeing the promos. I do have a show. I'm opening up for Dr. Jackie for Married to Medicine this Saturday, so there will be a little promo um, there. You'll get some flyers and things and of that nature at that brunch. It's a brunch. It's not mine, so I have to make sure I get you the right information. It's the brunch of. It's a. It's, I don't a women's brunch, so I don't know where it is. Sometimes it's somewhere in Georgia. I'm sorry, I speak so much. I'm sorry. I hate <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I, we want to promote what you got going on. Yeah, so people yeah. know. So if you go to my go to my platforms, I try to promote everybody who allowed me to uh, send a message out on their platform. So if you go on my platform, you'll definitely see I put the flyer up. <laughs> <laughs> so her TikTok, um, her TikTok, Facebook is everything. Is Denise Carson. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. D E N I S E is strolling at the bottom. S-O-N. I-G is purpose underscore hustler. P-R-O-S. Prosperous. Y'all know how I am. No, it's cool. Purpose, man. Don't care. I will say the word in a minute. Sorry. It's P-R-O-S. P-E-R-O-U-S underscore H-U-S-T-L-E-R. That's why our audio listeners. <laughs> so you guys make sure that you contact her. What's the website again? Oh no, that's cool because the website under construction. So keep All it right. on. <laughs> this, stuff, this social media, I'm I'm talking to the team. Like I feel like the website just collecting crickets. It's just for like fancy stuff. But this social media stuff is is hitting. So I don't know. I don't well, know. Some I don't people know. know that you have a website, and some people don't go on social media. So yeah, social media. I realize that's what my manager said. Yeah. Really? Everybody. 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 I'm like, you know, about your millennial self. You need a home in case something should happen with your social media accounts. You know, your website is something that you can control. Plus, your social media, they're going to be looking, you know, that's where you that's where you house everything is. So I think that it's good that you, you know, that you have a website. Just yeah, I'm gonna get it back up. I mean, okay. I want to reconstruct. But thank y'all for that. Far. A little motivation. A little motivation. I appreciate it. Working on mine now, though, sis. Let me I'm tell you. Right now, because I'm working on the show. Like, that's like you gotta get a website. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it because what if you know? I I might not want to go to your social media. I might want to be in one spot and learn everything. Yeah. About you. Touche. Touche. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Anything that you um that you missed? Um, no, I feel like I, I talk a lot for a living. So I hope <laughs> I didn't talk too much. 
I hope I said some things that help you out. You know, reconnect to the intention of why you was created in the first place. Love yourself and believe that you're going to get love, mama. I promise you. As far as uh, fancy with the shadow work, I'm happy that I introduced you to the three steps. Use your three steps of transformation and know that you are good enough. You don't have anything to, you don't have anything to worry about. The hardest mm -hmm. thing is unlearning that right. you had to go through hell and you had to survive and you had to work for things that you already have possession of. That's the hardest thing is unlearning it. Unlearning how to worry. Unlearning that you got to fight. <laughs> unlearning that you got to have, you got to snap on people. You got to unlearn that and really realize you can move in happiness and peace. Learn that you can move in happiness and peace. That's that's um, Oprah Winfrey's secret. Her secret is the, the key to winning in life is staying happy. And the key is staying, to staying happy is having the right relationship and the right connections. Mm -hmm. and, and unfortunately, people don't believe that you're supposed to be happy. We yeah. was taught ourselves that we have to go through storms. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. It's a lot. The, the, it's supposed to have more sunshine than rain. It's impossible for it to rain 365 days in our life. We trained ourselves for it to rain 365 days in our life. Right. So train yourself to see the rainbow every day and watch how powerful that is. I love that. Well, we shall see you later. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, ladies. You are appreciated. Hey, so Bye-bye. All right. That was good. That was good. She just reminded me because even though you've done the work, you know, you do the work and everything, it's like when you're going through certain situations and something starts feeling familiar, you want to revert back to that old way of doing things. And Anisha was like, Anya, you're doing it. And now I'm at a point, you know, I met this guy and I'm just like, I don't want to go back through that same cycle. You know, that same cycle that I'm used to doing. It something has to give. I have to do something different. So she just reminded me of that and everything. So wanted to shout out. Um, hey Brandy, I see that you said laugh a lot. I guess you was talking about Mr. Um Mr. Kurt and Tyrone. Um Enrique, good night to you too. And um a price. Every, I think I messed up her name every Hey, I hope you're <laughs> I think I messed that up every week. I'm sorry, girl. When I see you, just hug me. Don't don't <laughs> don't beat me. Be like you're the best of my name. Um, and you have anything? Any closing? Um, no, just our plugs. You can find me on. You can find my link tree, lady. Um, lady with an eye CEO on all, um, I think on all platforms is basically lady CEO clubhouse. I am lady CEO. If you need to get in touch with me, email, it is Arnya, A-R-N-Y-A dot lady CEO. If you're trying to, um, if you would like to be a guest, you have a topic, any suggestions, you can always, um, email us at theories and thoughts at ladyceo.com. Remember we are still looking for sponsors of the different segments the segments of the podcast and commercial um, sponsors for the talk show. Cause season two is already in the can. We're working on post-production and Hey, if you want your um, more eyes on your brand, this is the time to get in with us. We have a package that's as low as a hundred dollars. How fancy. Right. And also um, don't forget to check us out on the uh, exposure TV network app, the theories and thoughts deep dive. That's, and you can find it under, if you look at lifestyle. So we're like within that first row of shows. So we invite you all to check us out. So far, the views have been doing um, like steadily increasing. So I'm like, that's a good thing. And if you yeah. haven't already, we ask that you tell a friend, do you know, to tell a friend. So, hey, that part and that part. 
And you all can find me on all platforms as Fancy Swagger. Of course, you can visit the website at swagger.net and then all of the uh, Swagger's platforms or well, social media is Swagger Magazine. And I'm on Clubhouse as well as Fancy Swagger. And I've been trying to um, get back on there. So I've been in a few rooms as of late. I seen you. I see you in some rooms. My friend Jonathan, shout out to him. He be in all kinds of rooms. And I just going in and listen for a little bit. Then I get out. Um, special thanks to Denise. She gave us a lot of gems, some things, you know. Sometimes you just need a reminder, to be honest with you. Sometimes you just need a reminder of um, things that you should be doing or not to go back to that familiar. So that was dope. So um, that's all from us. We're going to holler at you a little bit later. Bye. Peace and blessings. <laughs>